0: listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast hosted by Zach Bechtold and Matt Franks. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast and check us out online at beardedtheologians.com. You're listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast hosted by Matt Franks.
1: And Zach Told
0: This week on The Bearded Theologians, one of the alternative um, readings for the Psalms is Psalm 23. And as Zach and I were talking about uh, this in our pre-show, we talked about that this would be a great kind of reflection upon what's going on uh, in our current society. And and Psalm 23 definitely speaks to that. And so, Zach, um, as you read through Psalm 23 and as you think of uh, what's going on currently in our world, what kind of stirs up within you?
1: Well, you know first of all when i when I think of psalm twenty three I also think of tupac um, because you know psalm twenty three is made popular by gangsters paradise um and i think that's i think that's an important note to take away um that if you want some extracurricular uh, theological listening uh spotify that listen to it on youtube <laughs> no no it's it's good because you know this is a a very uh, common favorite scripture uh, Psalm 23 is you know the Lord is my shepherd I like nothing um, he lets me rest on green, grassy meadows and, and, and when we look at the world around us having so much natu- natural disaster um, with um, several hurricanes earthquakes uh, just here in North America um, but also you look at at the, the tragedies of Las Vegas and uh, Charlottesville and, and and just the things in the last few months that have happened that are just awful, um, we retreat into this passage of the Lord is my shepherd. Um, and what what is what does that mean? You know, what comfort does that bring? Um, you know, He leads me into restful waters. Well, how do we how do we do that in the midst of chaos and in the midst of tragedy? In um, and, and to me, I think, um, I, I think where we get that is when we grieve. When we when we openly we actively grieve in in Psalm twenty three gets there in verse four. Even when I walk through the va- the darkest valleys, I fear no danger. And, and to me, that's grief. That's openly acknowledging the grief in this world and 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 saying, look, God, this sucks. Um, th- this is not good. Uh, none of none of what's going on in our world right now is good. Uh, but how do we find rest in that? How do we how do we find hope? in the midst of what is going on and so um you know psalm 23 conjures uh, conjures is the wrong word uh <laughs> like a, like a, right right, right. there's a pot <laughs> in it, you know uh, psalm 23 really brings that out for me in in this time of just grief uh and hurt uh that there is truly hope as we walk through this darkness with with each other and with god um, and so I'll, I'll stop talking. And and, and Matt, how do you, how do you feel? I guess what stirs inside of you when when you read Psalm twenty three and live in the world that we live in.
0: So as I was thinking about this and thinking about you know we kind of brought it up in the pre show and and you were kind of like man I, you know I preach that all the time at funerals and and and, and I'm the same way. It, it to me it's one of the one scriptures that gets read every funeral for me and it's mm-hmm. and it's because I like the way the Common English. Uh, translated it. I like the way that they handled it. Uh, verse four: Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no danger because you are with me. Your rod, your staff, they protect me. You set a table for me right in front of my enemies. You bathe my head in oil. My cup is so full it spills over. Your goodness and your faithful love will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will live in the house, in the Lord's house as long as I live. And I think of that, and I think of all that's going on, um, not only in our society, but just, you know, what's been going on since the very beginning of human existence, um, that God has been there the entire time to be with us, to be the light, to be the comforter, to be the shepherd. Um, and, and, And the reader, the writer of this psalm is being honest. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. And, and when we think about that as sheep, because that's what we are. We are God's sheep. If we allow God to be our shepherd, we will lack nothing. And, and, and even in the midst of, of struggle and trial and, and difficulty, we have to be reminded that, that in those grass, in, in those dark valleys, that we are not alone. And I think far too often we, we do that. We, we abandon all hope. We lose and say, man, I, you know, I just, oh, I'm checking out. And and I don't want to be any part of this. And, and, and that's like the worst attitude that we can have. And we need to embrace and, and fight evil and injustice in this world. And and um, I think of our baptismal vows in the United Methodist Church. You know, Do you accept the power that God gives you to resist evil, to reject the powers of this world? And, and, and if we can do that, man, could you just imagine if we could do that, what kind of good we could do in this world. And if we don't make it about ourselves and we open ourselves up, to to the possibilities and and to what could change we could bring in this world. But here's the deal. We get scared Mm -hmm. or the road is difficult or the road is dark and and it's scary. And, and we forget, and we forget that the Lord is our shepherd. We lack nothing.
1: Right. And, and I talked about this, this Sunday, uh, we make excuses of why we can't or why we shouldn't, or why we don't have to, to walk through this time with people you know, I live too far away. That doesn't affect me. I don't know anybody there. Um, you know, we're just going to be silent because of fear and things like that. And it's like, look, no, we, we have, we have a stake in this uh, because there are people out there hurting and, and simply retreating or, um, oh shoot, I don't know the word you used. Uh, um, man, I don't, I remember I lost that thought, but, but we retreat out of it and we don't speak to it. Uh, speak to the issues, speak to the injustices, and speak to the evil in the world because they don't affect us, you know? uh, We're not directly connected to the event or the thing or whatever, Um, and and we can't do that. We have to speak up. We have to speak to these things, these evils in the world, Um, because if we don't, who will? Um, And we have the opportunity, and and I think call to speak hope to these things. Um, And like I said, if we don't speak hope to them, who will speak and where are they going to speak to?
0: Right. And, and I think the, the, the question becomes, and when we see this in the Psalm, who is your leader? Who is guiding you, who is guiding you in the proper paths? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and if we allow God to be our guide, and, and I know that like, that's like the crazy stupid Sunday school answer, but how much of the answer is that the answer? And, and we've, we've allowed ourselves to be uh, held captive by our devices Right. That that we have forgotten that the real answer is, is allowing God to be in control and to realize that God is God and we are not, but we are needed to do God's work here on right. this world. And if we can open ourselves up, that, that even though when, when we walk in those darkest valleys, that, that we will have nothing to fear, can we imagine what this world would be like if we could say, no more violence, no more separation, no more dividedness that, that this world has just allowed in because, you know, we've been in my church, we've been we've been walking through Moses, Adam Hamilton's book, uh, uh, Moses and, and the footsteps of a reluctant prophet. And one of the things that has come up with me as I've read through this is that uh, the Israelites, man, they sound like the church, Mm-hmm. And, and you have Moses who, who's trying to lead the church to to be better, to, to make it to so that promised land, to be the church that God has called it to be. And, and, and Moses does everything in his like self to get them there. And I mean, he obviously falls short because of his own devices, but one of the things that Moses had in mind that no matter what was going on, no matter what the complaints were, no matter what the situation was, were the, the, Moses knew that God was with them, leading them and guiding them and pushing them to that promised land. And and we have to be as people as faithful as Moses in that situation. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, and I think what brings that out, it, it just in this verse uh, or in this passage, uh, your goodness and faithful love will pursue me all the days of my life. Um, that's there, that pursuit, that that you're with me. There. there that's that hope in that darkness and that reluctancy and that retreat of, I just don't want to deal with it. Um, You know, your goodness and faithful love will pursue me um, all of the days of my life. The good, the bad, the right, the wrong, it's there. Uh, You know, and as good Methodist, whether we acknowledge it or believe it or want it or not, that is there. Um, And I think that's something so fruitful and so hopeful to remember as we navigate the world that we live in, especially these days where it's hard to find hope in that darkness sometimes.
0: And, and that's why we need God's providential grace there. Um, and to recognize it when we've experienced it and, and, and to make that, uh, to make that jump from just living in that life, to agree to live to holy living and, and live in a sanctified life. And it's not, See, I have a problem with the sanctified language because when I hear sanctified, I hear I'm holier than thou.
1: Right, right.
0: And, 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 and when like I hear the, that
1: perfection, piece.
0: It, it, it's that perfection piece that I get that like flusters me a little bit. Right. But yet I'm reminded it's holding me accountable to be the person that God has called me to be, but to make it where the Lord is my shepherd. And I think that that's. Um, you know, we, we could go on for, about this for hours and, 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 and I'm sure we'll eventually come back to this again in a, in a future podcast. Um, but I think that when we, when we boil it down and, and we read through the Psalm and when we hear it at funerals, we're reminded of that eternal hope that no matter what God is with us. Right. And I think that that's just like one of the most powerful things right. that when we can, uh, when we can hold on to that and, and live into that, man, we've become an unstoppable force.
1: And and I think that's our question for today, how in in the darkness of life, wherever that is, whatever that is for you, how are you living into that and bringing hope to the world around you? Um, What are the things you're doing? Uh, Because you're right, there's, we can't have, uh, you know, you can't have the pervenient grace without the call to action of the sanctifying grace. You know, Uh, there's that process, there's that step. So, you know, our question today is what action are you taking to bring hope to the world? Um, share that with us on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, uh, on the website, wherever you find this, wherever you uh, listen to us or consume this information, share with us. How, how are you bringing, being in conversation uh, with us through through those mediums? We love having the conversation. We love hearing from you. Um, you can check out more at beardoftheologians.com. We've had some great conversations going on there. We just finished up uh, uh, podcast series of the book of james uh we have some great blogs coming out from some great contributors you can find all of our past ones uh there you can buy t-shirts and mugs christmas is coming up uh, all of the proceeds go to help us uh continue to do this podcast and do it for free um so we we appreciate all of your uh your generous gifts your support uh whether it's listening uh whether it's buying a mug um, but we, we appreciate you and all that you do to help us continue to do this uh, and bring a little bit of hope and the light of darkness through this podcast. Um, so the, for the Bearded Theologians, I'm uh, Zach Bechtold.
0: I'm Matt Franks. Thanks for checking us out. Oh, there it is. Thank you for listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast. We hope you've enjoyed listening and we hope that you share our content online uh, through Facebook and social media. And we hope that you check out our uh, Beardcast store at beardedtheologians.com and pick up some great Bearded Theologians gear. We hope you have a good day.
1: (laughs) I was hoping you'd pull it up for the outro. (laughs)